Hi guys, <laughs> Mofel Lua here. Welcome to Haven on Earth. If this is your first time, I'm so glad that you chose to listen to this. And if you're listening again, welcome back. You guys are the real G. Now, so this is not usually how this podcast goes because as much as possible, I'll try to filter out a lot of background noise, but I might not be able to do that today. So you can expect a lot of pot bagging, water running, birds chirping. But let's just take that as sounds of mother nature just for this podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I am coming straight from the emergency room to record this podcast. Yeah, you could also expect my phone buzzing at intervals because like people have been trying to find out what's going on. But basically, I'm fine. And let's call this recordings from the ER <laughs> because I was in my bed in the emergency room penning down my thoughts to share on this episode. So welcome and let's dive straight into it. So last episode, we spoke about identity crisis and we discussed how, why most Christians fall prey to the manipulations of the enemy is because we don't know our identity in Christ. And we discussed how we are children of God. The Bible says that for as many as believe, he has given them rights to become sons of God and If we're sons, then we are joint heirs with Christ, meaning that every part of Jesus Christ's inheritance is God, in God is ours as well. The Bible tells us that the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is a work in us. We have the Holy Spirit, we can speak in tongues, we can raise the dead, we can drink deadly things and it will not harm us. We just need to come into awareness of the amount and the extent of the power that we carry. But the devil always tries to use this against us because as children of God, most of us are blind to the extent of the power that we carry. So um, the Bible even tells us in 1 John 4 verse 4 that you have, you have God, little children, and you have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So we need to come to a point where we understand And this doesn't um, negate the fact that there will be trials and temptations in our world, in our life. Because the Bible tells us in John 16, 3, I've told you these things that in me you would have peace. Because in the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Now, one thing we see that's common in the Bible is God constantly telling his children to have faith, to be of good cheer, to have courage, to fear not, fear not. That's a constant thing we see in the Bible because like we discussed, God has not given us a spirit of fear. The Holy Spirit that is in us is not one of fear, but of love, of boldness, of sound mind, of courage, God did not give us a spirit that will cause us to fear. Now, um, last week Friday, I owed <laughs> an episode to you guys because I should have released one on Friday. Last week Friday was my birthday and I turned 21. And as usual, there was the pressure to go out and have fun because you're an adult now, YOLO and all the nonsense. <laughs> I was not going to be pressured to go out. But then I did go out to watch a movie with my friend. 
And what would be an end to a beautiful day was me coming home to miss my dog dead and digging a grave to bury my dog that same night. And I remember being so sad, but at the same time, there was just some kind of peace because in the course of my life, I have had several moments of loss and grief. And I feel like I've come to a place where I have a fairly good understanding of how to deal with pain and grief and loss. And I'm going to be sharing some of that with you. Now, um, there's this Bible passage I want us to look through, Philippians 4, 6. Now, I used to see Philippians 4, 6 as be anxious for nothing, but in prayer and supplication, thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. But recently, I came into the understanding that the word there for being anxious is merimnao. And it's a Greek word that doesn't exactly mean you should not be worried, but it's a Greek word that implies meditation. So the writer of Philippians is not telling you not to be anxious per se, but not to meditate on those thoughts. Because there will be some times where worrisome thoughts will come into your head. But the writer is telling you, yes, there are things that would stress you out. There are things that will worry you. But your response should not be to meditate on those words and allow them to take over your mind. But your response should be to turn to God in prayer. Now, I remember having a conversation with my friend about a week ago. And I was sad about another friend's passing. He has been dead for over a year now and he was pretty young when he died and um, it was his first posthumous birthday and I was really down. Not that I wasn't happy that I was in a good place. I just saw some memories that reminded me of him and for a minute I just needed a break and just reflect on the life he had lived and then she goes, oh, when you see when you see um, memories or reminders of people that have been, that have, that we have lost, basically, your first response shouldn't be to be sad. Well, like it's normal to be sad, but your response should be joy because they're in a better place. Now, um, we're not advocating that you shouldn't be sad and you shouldn't take thought for the life that they have lived or how much you miss them. But you shouldn't dwell on those sad thoughts. Instead, you should find comfort in the life that they lived and knowing that they're in Christ. And you should find comfort in prayer. Now, um, I'm going to read a passage of scripture, John 11, 25, 26. So this passage of scripture has been everywhere <laughs> everywhere for the past one year i put it on my laptop i put it on my bed i put it on my wardrobe door i put it on my in my journal i basically put it everywhere as a reminder because 2020 was quite a tough year for many of us we experienced more loss than we usually would um at least i did than i usually would in a certain length of time 
and this word was such a comfort to me. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life, and he that believes in me, though he is dead, he will live, and whosoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? And then I just felt so targeted when I read that Bible that passage of scripture i'm like god if you want to talk to me talk to me direct don't go through the corners <laughs> because i was so sad about losing so many people in just such a short length of time and god just spoke to me that do you believe that whoever believes in me and dies will never die do you believe this and i had to meditate on that do i believe this because the Bible says that God is the resurrection and the life. And the Bible assures us in John 3.16, which is a passage of scriptures that most of us can quote off our head, even if they wake us up from sleep. And he says that God sent his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So what exactly does that mean? Did I actually believe those words I have been saying since what pre-K? It took me a while to process what that meant. And basically what it means is that though for a short while we might not see this one anymore. Our assurance, our hope, our joy is that they are not gone completely they're not gone into eternal damnation or they didn't just die and go into darkness they are with christ jesus the one who we proclaim as our lord and savior they have gone to rest with god and at the end of time or whenever god calls us home we will meet them again so they're not exactly dead these ones are alive in christ and it reminds me of this passage of scripture where Apostle Paul says in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I. For the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in Christ Jesus, who died for me and gave himself for me. So I always give this illustration. Mofel Oluwar was in sin, and Jesus Christ was living a perfect life. And the Bible says that the wages of Sin is that so God came and said Mofel war since you've been living in sin and the wages of the sin that you've been living in by virtue of the Adamic nature is that I would become Mofel war I would take on your life I would take on your identity and die the death that you should have died in place of you and then you can leave my life may have gotten you lost there in a minute but i would explain further in other episodes i'll dwell on it a bit here but i don't want to make this podcast too lengthy so god basically took our lives and died in our place and so we do not live any longer for ourselves but the life we live now after christ has died for us and we have believed that he died for us the life that we live now is the life of Christ. Zoe, <laughs> the never-ending abundant life of Christ. Hallelujah. How good does that feel? So we know that whoever died believing in Christ, they died to self. 
they died to Christ and so they're not exactly dead they're just dead in the flesh but their spirits are alive with Christ so that doesn't really sound comforting right oh they're alive but we don't see them and we just know that they're in a good place and I read somewhere I was reading and I read this that joy is the antidote for anxiety Um, so the Greek word merimna can be translated as worry or anxiety and that word comes from two words it means divided mind so it helps to think of anxiety as a divided mind or a broken mind and that perhaps sheds some light on the term nervous breakdown now you would see how joy is a counter for anxiety the greek word translated as joy in acts 228 is euphrosin i hope i'm pronouncing that well well it comes from two words the prefix you meaning good or well and friend meaning mind so while anxiety means broken mind joy means good mind or healthy mind so when we feel anxious when we feel down when we feel burdened down by the loss of a friend a lover a family member or even perhaps just a loss of maybe what we term as a face in our life or just a deep depression or anxiety of what's to come our response should be joy and where do we find that joy I like to read this passage um, as Isaiah 61 and he says that um, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me for God has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek he has sent me to bind up the broken-hearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them the mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. And joy in that passage is translated to cheerfulness, specifically welcome, gladness, rejoicing. So one thing we can do in response to anxiety especially when it stems from loss or mourning is rejoice it seems very crazy like i said i was coming out from the er and there was this really old woman she had to have been over 80 years old she's really bedridden and sick and every morning when she wakes up she would raise a praise song and everyone had so known her that doctors and nurses in the ER would join her in praises every morning. And they could just see like a light shining through her. This woman has probably been through so much in what eight decades of life. She has probably seen a lot of death, a lot of pain. But she could still wake up every morning singing praises to God. And it did something to her. 
it did something to the environment around her it did something to the mood of everyone around her it just felt like there was some sort of a lightness a joy just just a specific kind of brightness that came into the room just because she was there and that's what god desires for every one of us not to be burdened down by anxious thoughts not to be burdened down by loss or grief but to find joy and peace in him yeah so that's basically what i wanted to share the secret of winning spiritual warfare is to love it one must love war the way a soccer player loves soccer with a savage alacrity one must love the battle itself the surge of adrenaline the feeling of strength and skill if we want joy we have to fight for it deliberately and fiercely waging war in christ's name is not an oppressive duty but a royal privilege integrally linked to joy our warrior god wants us to know the pleasure not only of winning but of fighting itself if we shrink if we shrink from struggles we abdicate part of our humanity to be fully alive is to plow full steam into life acknowledging all of it horrors included no joy comes to us through denying evil but only through fighting under god's banner against sin the world and the devil this words i just read were from champagne from for the soul by mike mason and they are such powerful words I will try to put them in the description of this podcast so that you could read along. He says that just as much as we love, we love, um, just as much as we love the, what's the word? Um, just as much as we love victory, we must love the battle itself. If we want joy, we have to constantly fight for it. Because guess what? The devil is constantly looking for ways to steal our joy. The devil is not going to be happy that you're happy as a child of God. No, he wants you sad. He wants you broken. He wants you defeated. He wants everything that you have gone. But we can find joy in Jesus Christ. And we constantly have to fight for our joy. We have to fight for our peace of mind. Say battle. And the battle is in the mind. That is why Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 12. That be not conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind. It's easy to stay in the pits of despair. And 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 anxiety and depression and just let those feelings wash over us that's why the bible says that we should not be anxious don't meditate on those words rather fight for your peace of mind fight for your joy fight for your gladness fight in the place of prayer by renewing your mind on the word god so that's basically all i have to say for this episode I was supposed to have a guest speaker, but with everything that's happened, I wasn't able to reach out to someone in time. 
maybe further down i would touch on this topic again with someone more experienced to shed my light but i hope this blessed you i hope this encouraged you this week i want you to fight for what makes you happy in the place of prayer and through meditation on the word of god i love you